This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I am very humbled to be speaking really for the heroes of the Jewish people. People who stand ready day and night to preserve the dignity of the Chayim, of the living, and the Mesim and the dead. So, it, with your permission, Ubershus Hai Gavra Rabbi Zon, who has done more in our time for the honor and the dignity of the living and the dead, then Rabbi Zon, Hashem should give him Gezin Yaren, long life, to continue to lead Klal Yisrael in this important aspect of Tairo Mitzvahs. And this is a subject that is very dear to me personally. As Rabbi Zon mentioned, my grandfather of blessed memory was in the Warsaw Ghetto, and he passed away somewhat recently at 106 years old. He was the primary disciple of Rabbi Nachem Zemba. He was a Ben Bayis by Rabbi Nachem Zemba. He's somebody who in his 90s, he was energetic, sprightly. If you never saw a man get an aliyah at age 90 and get st- jump up to the Torah and make a birchas with gevura, You've never seen my grandfather. He would make a Birchas HaToyrah at age 90 like a Bar Mitzvah Bachar. And we always used to ask him, Zayda, Why did you live so long? And he always avoided the question. It's as if his ears didn't hear it. He didn't hear that question. He didn't want to even enter the discussion. And one year... On Purim, one of the last Purims of his life, I think I mustered up the courage. I said, Zaydi Bama Harach Yomim. And my grandfather was ready to answer the question. He said, Mace Mitzvah. He said, Zaydi, what are you referring to? My grandfather was a rabbi in Pittsburgh for 70 years. That's a long time to be a rabbi, let me tell you. He. Whenever somebody passed away in the city of Pittsburgh, so they would go to the funeral chapel, or they would go to the rabbis, and if the person could not afford it, or did not have a plan, or did not have an arrangement, it always fell in my grandfather's lap. And he was the one who brought the, the Jew to Kever Yisrael. He would go to the Koilo, gather a minion. He would make sure that every Jew in the city of Pittsburgh had a proper, dignified Kavura. We said, Zayda, was it because you ensured that everyone in Pittsburgh was given kever? And he said, no, that's not what I'm referring to. What I'm referring to was in 1942, 1943, 1944, 1945, when there were bodies strewn all over the camps, and the bodies were infested with typhus, and to even go near the body, you were endangering your life. I never was concerned for my own health. I always went to bury Jews wherever I could, whenever I can, to preserve the dignity of the Mesim. That's why I lived long. And I was so moved by the story, because a short while later, I had the privilege to hear an address by Rav Usher Weiss, one of the leading Paiskim today, who was speaking about the passing of his own father. And he said that his father said the reason why his father merited to have a son like Rav Asher Weiss, and Rav Asher Weiss has a brother who's also one of the Gedolei Apoiskim. His father said because after the war he would go around 
with the Kloisenberg Rebbe, body to body, not concerned for their health, not concerned for their well-being, to make sure that every Jew was given Kivrei Yisrael. So what this Olam is doing, don't treat this lightly. What you're doing is the most important task available in this world. I want to read to you from my grandfather's personal memoirs of something that happened in the Warsaw Ghetto of one of the leading Rabbonim in Warsaw. It's a name that's pretty much forgotten. Rabbi Yitzchak Zev Kanal, senior Rav of Warsaw. Most people never heard of him. David HaMelech says in Tehillim, Alzois Yispalel kol elecha le'es mitzoy. David HaMelech says in Psalms, For this, every person should pray. Now that's a big statement. That implies that there's something in this world that you should daven for more than anything else. What do you think it would be? Some people would say, pray for Parnasa, pray for health, pray for life. The Gemara brings an opinion, pray for a kever, pray for burial. So the senior Rav of Warsaw darted out to attack a Nazi, which was instant suicide. Why did he do that? Because if he would have been taken to the crematoria, he would never would have had kever Yisrael, he would not have been buried. And he poskin that it's worthwhile to dart out at the Nazi even though there's a, a remote chance of survival, just to have this chus of kever Yisrael. That is the greatest merit a Jew could be afforded to have kever Yisrael. It's a very interesting thing. You know, we find that Haman tried to do four things to the Jewish people. Lehashmid, Laharoig, Uliabed, Ushlalam Lavais. What are these four things? Says the Goin. Lahashmid, he wanted to take away our ruach, he wanted to kill us. Laharoig, he wanted to take and destroy the living spirit and kill the neshama. But then the going says, Ula Abed, it's not enough, Haman wouldn't stop there. Haman didn't just want to kill us. He didn't want to just take away Torah mitzvahs. He wanted to desecrate the Jewish body. And it's amazing, in recent times, we read about another Haman who had the same diabolical plot, who also wanted to desecrate the Jewish body. For Hitler, it wasn't enough to kill the Jew. It wasn't enough to take away the religion. He took the bodies and he put them in a crematoria emulating the ways of his illustrious ancestor Haman, La'abed. Why was it so important to these wicked men to destroy the Jewish body? Once someone's not alive anymore, you can't give them the ability to be buried? It's interesting, we, we read in the Megillah, La'yehudim hoysa'ira v'simcha v'sasayin. The Gemara Darshan's v'sasayin bris milah. That somehow, Purim is a celebration of the circumcision. How's Purim? Celebration of the circumcision. Purim, Haman wanted to take away Brismila. It would seem to me that Haman was following the plan of Hitler. Hitler wrote in Mein Kampf, if anybody wants to know what a Jew is, what a Jew represents, what's the mission statement of a Jew in this world, unfortunately, you need to read Mein Kampf. 
Hitler understood what a Jew is better than we do. Hitler wrote, the Jew attempted to inflict on this world two defects. The defect of the body and the defect of the personality. The defect of the body was circumcision. The defect of the personality was conscience. And then, for, so therefore for Hitler, it wasn't enough to kill the Jew. The body of the Jew represented morality in this world. Hitler said, we Germans, we, we are barbarians. And as soon as we eradicate the Jewish people, we will proudly revert to becoming barbarians. The desecration of the Jewish body is a desecration of morality in the world. Lahashmid laharoik uliabed. It's not enough for Haman until the body is desecrated, until he prevents Kivrei Yisrael. And therefore, the celebration of Purim is a celebration of bris milah because it's celebration of the preservation of the morality reflected in the guf of a Yisrael, in the body of a Jewish person. Now I always wondered, you ever hear this concept, the Jewish people are supposed to be a light unto the nations. What is that supposed to mean? How are we supposed to be a light unto the nations? We don't proselytize, we don't convert, just the opposite. If a Gentile wants to convert, we say you could be a righteous Gentile, you could gain the world to come even without conversion. We are happy observing our religion in our own confines. What is the concept that a Jew is supposed to be a light unto the nations? I never really understood this concept. I recently saw Rav Herschel Schechter wrote an article where he heard, he writes, he heard from Rav Salvechek, that the concept of being an Ur Lagoyim is to teach the world the sanctity of being created in the image of Hashem. To teach the world that the human being is sanctified because the human being is the handiwork of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And how do we teach the world of the sanctity, the dignity of the human being? By teaching the world of the importance of preserving the dignity of the dead. When we stand up to ensure that every Jew has a dignified burial, we are telecasting, we are broadcasting, we are teaching the world the most important Yusoid. When I was a Bachar, I had the good sense. I grew up in Flatbush on MN 31st. I used to walk every Shabbos to hear Harav Avigdor Miller's Echatzak Levracha. It was a 40 minute walk. I remember he said to me personally, that when we say that a human being was created, but Selim Eloikim, he said the facial features of a human being, to some extent, as it were, if we could say such a thing, reflect the dignity of the Creator. And when 120 years are up, we show honor and dignity to that body by returning it to the earth that, from which God created it, we are fulfilling one of the main objectives of being a Jew in this world, of being an ambassador of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We are an Orla Goyim. We teach the world that man was created in the image of Hashem. So you are the heroes of the Jewish people. You are the heroes of this world. You are fulfilling the most sacred task 
That could be accomplished by Olam Hazah. So let me conclude with a story. I just read this story today. It's about a man who went to Albany. And of course, I'm sure you've been in Albany and you needed a, a Holiday Inn to stay in. But at that time, there was no Holiday Inn in Albany. And this Jew asked his friend, where could I stay overnight? He said, there, there are really no uh, hotels over here. I, I have an interesting idea. There's an old age home a few blocks away. Why don't you stay in the old age home? He said, what, are you out of your mind, the old age home? He said, there are no, there are no choices. All of a sudden it started pouring so the Jew has no alternative. He goes to the old age home. He goes to the director. He says, you have an open bed for me. He said, an open bed? Yeah, he said, where am I supposed to sleep? He said, actually, I have a great idea. One of our patients died 10 minutes ago. His bed is unoccupied. If you need a place to sleep, go to sleep in the bed. So he went to sleep in the bed. It was a little uncomfortable knowing that somebody was in that bed a few minutes ago. It was not fresh linen, to say the least. And about an hour later, the funeral director came in to try to ascertain about the belongings of this mess. And the guy jumps out of the bed and he's wondering, in whose bed is he sleeping? And he, sure enough, he sees the sign on the door of the room, David Schwartz. Sorry. <laughs> David Schwartz. He said, what's a Jew doing in this old age home in Albany, this Jew ended up there. So he runs to the funeral director. Where, where is this Jew being buried? He says, well, there's a Christian cemetery affiliated with the old age home. We're about to bury him in the Christian cemetery. So he gets on the phone. He calls his friend. What should I do? I have a mess mitzvah. I don't know where to bury him. There are no arrangements. What should I do? So he says, in the Chevra Kaddish of Washington Heights, Rabari Hach told me that his grandmother was one of the leading authorities of the Hevra in Washington Heights. And the, the Hevra of Washington Heights has 10 open spots that they bought for Mess Mitzvah. Give it a shot. So he calls the Hevra of Washington Heights. They said, yeah, actually, we still have a number of spots available. Why don't you come down? So he goes down to Washington Heights. He, uh, he tells them the story. They bring David Schwartz to Washington Heights. The head of the Hebron uh, Washington Heights opens up the casket, he sees the face, and he nearly faints. David Schwartz? How did that happen? He said, you know this man? Of course I know this man. David Schwartz was a beggar in Washington Heights. One day he asked, you know, what should a person do if they don't have relatives, and they don't have arrangements for their funeral? What happens to them after 120? And we said, basically, uh, they're in big trouble. There are no arrangements, there's no family, the government gets involved, and they, don't, they basically don't get a burial. He said, a Jewish person doesn't get a burial? He took out his life savings, and this beggar, Davin Schwartz, purchased 10 spots in the Washington Heights Cemetery. And who was buried in the first spot that was purchased many, many years earlier? David Schwartz. Schwartz. The beggar who purchased those spots. What comes around goes around. When we do chesed for others, when we do chesed for the chayim, when we do chesed for the mesim, at the end of the day, the main beneficiary of all the good deeds that we do in this world is ourself. We are the ones who are elevated. We are the ones who are sanctified. And we are the ones 
who, Be'ezus Hashem, will reap the eternal reward. So, Yashar Koychachem for all of your efforts. HaKadosh Baruch should grant everybody long and happy Gezunta Yorin. You should only see Simchas and Achas in your families. And we shall be Zoycha to the great day of Tchias HaMesim, where Mesim Yechaye El, Baruch Chastoy, Baruch Adeyad, Shem Tilasoy. And Be'ezus Hashem, wishing everyone a Freil Chemporam. Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.